Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. I'm your host, Kanae Corner, National Certified Counselor and the world's number one clinical hypnotherapist specializing in stress management for healthcare professionals who want to turn a life of stress into a life of meaning and help their patients do the same. Tune in each week. I'll show you how to respond to yourself first. So, are you ready to let go of your stress? Well, let's get into today's show. What's up, my prospers? It's almost Valentine's Day, and even though that's not really that important to me, I know it's important to a lot of people. So, I want to talk a little bit about like love and money and falling in love and what I like to call falling in light. Now, you know that we talk about the five prosperity pillars, and that's wealth, health, adventure, love, and legacy. In the Breakthrough to Prosperity program, we go through each one of those, identify how you feel right now, we and we set an intention for how you want to feel in that area, and then we tame your brain so that you... Don't revert back to that old feeling. You get really familiar with this new feeling that you want to feel because as you have heard me say a million times, the brain likes familiar, so it goes towards familiar. And if you are familiar with feeling that negative feeling, that's the way your brain is going to go. But we like to shift you towards feeling good. So I want to ask you, how do you feel right now? If you could identify the feeling you feel about your relationships, Now, I use the plural because even though this episode is probably going to be more about the romantic relationships, how you do anything is how you do everything usually. So you may have some areas of opportunity in relationships overall. And so I want to look at that, but I am going to drill down into your romantic relationship or the lack thereof. So how do you feel right now when it comes to your love life, your relationships? And you may say, oh, well, when it comes to my children, I feel great. I think we get along well. They, you know, they, they respect me. Things are awesome there. But when I look at my relationship with my parents, maybe not so great or my significant other or my last significant other, I still haven't forgiven them for that thing they did or didn't do. So give it some thought. I'd like you to name it. What is that feeling you feel about your love life? Now, I can tell you that over time, that's going to change. It's going to be different. And sometimes it's different from day to day. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, because there's so many different emotions associated with our relationships. You know, sometimes we want respect, right? Sometimes we want to be desired, Sometimes we want to be uh, left alone and given a little space. Sometimes we want to be, you know, in partnership, whether that is your best friend or your lover. Now, you probably have some relationships that are going really well. And then you probably have some relationships that are not going so well. But what I know and what Valentine's Day makes us believe is that relationships are supposed to be these like romantic things that, that, that fuel our lives. And maybe, but maybe not. I want to give you another way to think about your relationships. Maybe the relationships in your life 
are in your life to bring you some clarity. Yeah, maybe some clarity on the things you would like to adjust inside of you. So I know in my relationship, one of the things we joke about a lot is how where I'm going to use the word crass, like I, I blunt is sometimes a word that people use. I, and I can be pretty robotic. Now that's not going to change about me. That is just the way it is. However, I can be cognizant of it and I can adjust it at times and in, you know, in, in certain situations. Now, is that going to change in my personality overall? Probably not. But because we're so hyper-focused and aware of it in my relationship. We joke about it, laugh about it, and it makes it not such a bad thing. It's like, oh, that is that. Oh yeah, that's how she is. But it also allows me to to pause and say, oh, this probably, I probably shouldn't say it that way. Let me think of another way to say it. And at times I do. I'm like, I can't say this just yet because I don't know another way to say it, but I want to tell you something about, and I might say what it's about. And then when I find the words, then I'll say it. But I know this about me. You know, most people know it about me. I'm pretty blunt. I'm like to the point and almost like robotic. Like if they didn't write that sensitivity into my program, I don't know how to use it. So That's what I mean when I say I can be robotic. It's like, you didn't write that into the program, so I didn't say it that way. If you wanted me to say it that way, you should have wrote it into the program. And I'm just not programmed to find that sensitivity all the time. Now, you'd be surprised that I am equally as gentle and graceful. So at times, I am just the most graceful person with my words. And people are blown away sometimes at the grace that I can use and the finesse that I can use my words with. Then at other times they're blown away at how blunt I am. And so, yeah, it's just something about me and those who love me learn to love it and accept it. And they might not like it, but they definitely accept it and they just love it as part of me. So that's just something that people around me, like they just love it or they don't, and they might not like it, but they grow to love it because it's part of me. And I bring that up because that's an area of growth. It's an area of clarity. Now, I've always been that way. You may have heard me say that my first words were, you're bothering me, like a sentence. I barely said many words at all, like cookie, baba, you know, mama, dada, that stuff. I didn't say that. I waited. And I'll tell you that story another time. But I waited a long time before I spoke. But when I did speak, it was the truth. And it was, you're bothering me. And that matter of factly and nonchalant, and I wasn't saying it to be mean. I just was saying it as a fact. This is how I'm feeling at this moment. Maybe your all of your relationships are not there for you to feel good. Maybe some of those relationships are put in place to make you feel a little uncomfortable so that you can adjust. So think about that. I know, right? We always think that our relationships are supposed to be so warm and fuzzy. Not all relationships are warm and fuzzy. Some of them are just about clarity. They are about smoothing out our rough edges. So what are some of those edges that you could get smooth? And who in your life brings you there? Could be your children. (laughs) Sometimes children, woo, they can do. mm. Yeah, children, they can do it. But parents too. Sometimes parents are overly parental. 
yeah, overly parental. But every single relationship that we have has the potential to either, you know, strengthen us and smooth out our edges or, or take us to a higher vibration that's just so pure and clean and fun that, you know, bliss. So what is the feeling that you want to feel in your relationships? How do you want to feel when it comes to your relationships? Now, I want you to get really clear. If you want a romantic relationship, and I'm talking about this because this is close to Valentine's Day, but if you want a relationship, how do you want to feel in that relationship? And this was something that I did as I was attracting my relationship to me because I had been through some okay relationships. Like they were okay. There's nothing wrong with them, but I wanted more. I knew exactly how I wanted to feel. And one day, like about a year ago, actually, almost a year ago, I was talking to a friend on the phone and he asked what I wanted. And I broke down. I explained to him like step-by-step what I wanted. I was like, I want a guy that's like this, that accepts me this way, that allows me to do this, that that I can accept this way. And I mean, I broke it down. I said everything I wanted. And he was like, wow, you're so clear. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I know exactly what I'm looking for. And so when I found it, it was easy for me to spot it because of the feeling. So Right now, just go ahead and give some thought to how you want to feel in your relationship. And so for me, I just wanted to feel authentic. Like I could just be all the way Kene. That's what Jason calls it. All the way Kene. Now, I never called it that. I just said I want to be able to be myself. And I remember talking to my daughter because I'm like her best friend. She's a best friend of mine. You know, I have a best friend, Francine too. But I was talking to my daughter one day and it was after an argument with a significant other. This was years ago. I just said to her, I just want to be myself. I just want to be able to be myself. And she was like, in a relationship? (laughs) And we laughed about that for like minutes. Like we just laughed and laughed. We thought that was so funny. Because most of the time in relationships, we can be ourselves. We're not allowed. We have to be who we think the other person wants us to be, which is so totally unfair to you and them. So that was my my wish and desire was just to be able to be myself. And I have it and it feels so good. So I'm asking you, what is that feeling for you? So identify that. And then... So I wanted you to identify two things. One, identify how you feel right now and then how you want to feel. So we got the how you want to feel, right? You, you're clear on that. Now, how do you feel right now when it comes to your relationship? Like your current romantic relationship. Did you know that the person you're with, even though they could get on your nerves, frustrate you, anger you, that that could actually be the person for you, like the person that could give you all the love you were looking for if you just got to know them better or if you just allowed them to get to know you better. As a therapist, I talk a lot about my own personal relationship, but don't forget I'm a therapist too. (laughs) So as a professional, what I see in couples is that they are competing a lot of times. 
Oh, I'm better than you. I'm, I clean the, the bathroom better than you do. Oh, I do the laundry better. Oh, I take care of the kids better. Oh, I drive better than you. It's like all of this competition and that competition and you looking at your partner like they're just not right enough, (laughs) right enough. I don't know. Go with it. So they're just not right enough for you, right? Nothing that they do is right enough. And so I don't know if you've ever felt like that, but I have totally felt like that in a relationship. Both, both. I've looked at the person like they weren't right enough. And I looked at myself like they don't make me feel like I'm right enough for them. So I would try to be right, right? I'd I'd like perform, and it, it just didn't feel good. So where are you performing? Where are you asking your partner to perform? Because you might want to allow them to be themselves. I found a couple times that I found, and this happened with friends as well as romantic relationships, where I just had to say, you know, I don't think you like me. You might love me, but I don't think you like me. And for that, I'm out. Yeah, like Shark Tank. I'm like, for that reason, I'm out. Because you got to like me. I mean, oh, you got to like me. If you don't like me, love is cool. Love is some of what I need, but like is really what I need. Like me. Be all about me. Like, oh, man. I like being around my girl, my woman, right? That's just something I require. So if a person doesn't like you, maybe it's because they don't know you. Have you ever thought of that? Yeah. And why don't they know you? What have you been hiding? What have you been holding back? What are you afraid of? What do you need to heal so that the real you can shine through. That's a big part of, even though, you know, we focus on financial hypnotherapy and money and meaning and and business a lot here at Presidential Lifestyle, but your personal life is equally important. And that's really what we teach you is to structure your, your personal life so that your business is more meaningful, more fulfilling. Because wealth is just a small part. If you think about it in the prosperity pillars Wealth is usually around your business and how you make your money, how you grow. Of course, it's earn, grow, protect, gift, and enjoy it. But your health, that's personal. Your adventure, personal. Your love, personal. Legacy, most of that is going to be personal. Now, some of that is going to be your business. But if you think about it, although we talk a lot about business and success and all the things, your personal life is really the most important. And if your business doesn't fit into your personal life, you're not going to be happy. So if you don't have relationships that serve you, that allow you to be yourself. Now, I'm going to talk more about being yourself in your business, but that's not the subject for today. Today, we're talking all about being yourself in your relationship because falling in like can help you fall in love. It really can help you stay in love. Sometimes people fall in love, but they never fell in like. So then the love kind of fades and the like isn't there. So they they don't have anything sustaining them. So now they're together, probably married and a little stuck. And they're judging each other saying, oh, uh, they're competing with each other. And the other thing I find 
not only do couples compete in my clinical practice, when I, when I meet with couples, the competition is one of the biggest things that I see. But the other two things that I see are complaining and contempt. So those three C's are the most common. Now I'm going to go to complaining. Complaining is sort of like is judgment, really. And you know, if you've taken the control of controllable, if you haven't, you should. And I have that, you know, listener bundle that you can get with the control to controllable and the money mission. And that'll help you learn to put down some of that judgment. Well, complaining about your partner really is just judging them. What if you, instead of complaining about them, just kind of got to know them better. Again, it goes back to getting to know them. Remember I was saying there were things about me, partners in the past didn't like. A lot of that came from them not really knowing me. And one of the techniques that I teach couples when I do work with couples is to laugh it off, right? Really get to know the person and then kind of make a joke about it. And I say that that's what we do in my relationship, but I do that in my relationship because it's a tool that I learned as a therapist and I saw it work so many times before I even had a relationship for well, this one and this, this, the last one, this is the one. So before I had this relationship, I didn't practice it that much in other relationships because I didn't have the partnership that I was looking for, but I encourage you to try it. This podcast is brought to you by Presidential Lifestyle, a wellness company focused on wealth in all of its forms, providing the world's best life transformational programs to healthcare professionals, elevating everything from your mind, body, spirit, productivity, and even your business. Every area of your life transformed and optimized for just a few dollars a day. You'll have access to live hypnotherapy, on-demand virtual guides, and continuing education courses as well as group discussion forums, all available from your mobile phone or your desktop. Get early access to this life transformational program by visiting presidentiallifestyle.com slash early. Let me ask you a question. Are you a healthcare or wellness professional burned out from the demands of what it takes to truly serve your patients and clients? Then presidential experience is for you. You need someone to pour into you the way you pour into others. It's time for you to make the shift from putting others first to responding to yourself first. I'll show you exactly how to do it. Right now, we're looking for 25 purpose-driven healthcare professionals to participate in our early access program. I've developed this program over the past 10 years. And I've learned that it can help break through the blocks keeping healthcare professionals from enjoying their life's work. We are limiting access to 25 people because keeping the group small will help maximize the impact. I'm offering to share my techniques with you at a deeply discounted rate in exchange for your feedback and shares. If you join us on this transformational journey, we will work together weekly as I deliver live group hypnotherapy sessions so you can experience it for yourself. I'll share with you the techniques and answer your question as you prepare to use what you've learned in your own life and practice. Outside of your weekly sessions with me, 
you can interact with other members to share ideas and success stories. So here's what you're going to do. Go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash early. If you're even remotely interested in this, don't wait because it won't last long. Go ahead, click the link in the show notes or go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash early because there's more to tell you. So I look forward to working with you and I'll see you soon. Try and see if you can find the thing, the thing that irritates you about your partner and kind of get to know why they do that. Now, I should probably turn this into a money conversation too, because if you think about it, like your money mentality is different from your partner's likely. Most of the time it is. And maybe there's something doing there. Maybe there's something that they're doing with money that you're judging. So let's say, for instance, they're a spender and you are a saver. But one person being a spender, the saver can get a little judgmental about that. But the spender can also get judgmental because the saver is not really good at having fun. So that complaining like, oh, you never want to have fun or you never want to go anywhere or do anything or spend any money. And then the spender, the the saver is saying to the spender, oh, you're never holding on to money. You're going to put us in a poor house, blah, 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 blah. You, you were familiar with this conversation? Yeah. And if the person likes to spend money on other people, then that's going to be a problem, like either taking people out or paying other people's bills. If the person doesn't like to talk about money at all, that's another problem that can exist. And this can create dissension and division in the relationship and a lot of complaining and judging. But what if you got to know why the person does that. Like maybe a person is a spender because as they were growing up, that's what their parent taught them was love. Hey, I'm just going to buy a bunch of stuff for you. I'm not going to tell you how much I love you. I'm not even going to be around you, but I'm going to buy you a bunch of stuff. Right. Or be, maybe there was their parents guilt. Like I can't be around you. I'd love to be around you. I love you, my daughter, my son, but I got to work because I want to send you to private school and I want you to have these, you know, material things. And it's just, or I'm a single parent and I got to do all of this work and I want you to have this wonderful life. So I'm not around a lot, but I'm going to make sure you have every request you make. Want a video game, one shoes, want to hang out with your friends, you'll always have enough money to do that. So maybe that your significant other was showered with gifts and shown love by spending money. And that's not any fault of their own. That's programming. They're taught that. And they have to do something to shift it, maybe financial therapy. But if they don't, then before that, you guys can at least see, oh, and I like to name it. You'll hear me talk about naming things all the time. I like to name it. So let's say you name the spender. Like say you, your significant other, they're wonderful. Let's just call them John. Just for, that was just the simplest thing that came to my head. So John, don't take this personally, but let's just call your significant other John and you like, John is is usually awesome, but when John goes on the spending sprees, not great. And you can name the spender. So name the spender Fred or Wally, you know, Wally. (laughs) 
I like that though. So name the spender Wally. You're like, oh, did Wally go to the store today? Because I'm looking at the card. I'm looking at the, the, you know, online on the app and I see some spending that was not approved by the budget. Yeah, just give Wally a name. And then the two of you can can judge Wally and ask Wally to rein it in some and you can laugh about it and and just make it light and friendly. It's not the end of the world. I mean, for some, the last, it might be, I know I've heard some stories where somebody has spent all of the money left you in the poor house, but when it's not that, like when it's just a, a extra hundred dollars or extra $500 or $5,000, depending on your income bracket, laugh it off, take a deep breath, ask Wally to ring it in, come up with a plan. If this is happening over and over again, I mean, there's solutions. You don't have to live like that. But I'm saying while you're living like that, if you haven't done anything about it just yet, at least just give your partner some grace and join with them and put the problem outside of you guys. Whatever, you're going to name the problem. The spending is the problem. You name it and you put it outside of you guys. And then YouTube band together to work on the problem. See, but you got to like each other to do that. And that like is really the friendship. That's really what I'm saying. You get that right. You got to like each other. You have to be friends. Friendship is everything. If you can laugh together and play together, you can do everything else together. Like life is just so much better when the friendship is there. And I mean that across the board. A lot of people don't want to be friends with their children, but I guarantee you, if you build a friendship with your child, they will still respect you. And so that brings me to the other C, that contempt. Oh my goodness. The way that we talk to our significant others, we talk to strangers on the streets better than we talk to our loved ones. And no, no, no good. That is just not right. That is just not right. You've got to do better. You can't disrespect each other. It is nothing sexy about contempt or disrespect. Not at all. And you're not going to be able to like each other. And eventually you won't love each other either. Because, and yeah, yes, I know some people are like, oh, well, you have to earn respect. Mm -hmm. And this person may have done things to hurt you. So it made you lose respect. Please keep in mind, hurt people hurt people. So why don't you look into your significant other and find out where are you hurting? What is going on? Like, let's heal this trauma that has you doing these things, this overspending or this infidelity or this whatever it is. Maybe they're verbally abusive. What is it? Who hurt you? That you might even know, because you might have been together long enough for you to know all the stories. If you know all the stories, why don't you help them get healed? They didn't get that way by themselves. Even the most angry person. I've worked with some of the angriest men. Angriest men. I'm talking like angry, hitting, hurting, physically abusing people, verbally abusing people, just angry all the time. And they can still heal. I've seen it over and over again. So don't believe or think that your significant other can't change because they can. They can heal. Nobody's born evil. So if you want to fall in love again, you first have to fall in like. You got to like them and you got to like them for who they are. And then you got to love them through that trauma so that they can heal 
and you got to heal yours. It is so much easier to like you when you're healed. I'm sorry, it just is. So why don't you work on that stuff? And whether you do it with us at, at presidential, like we have the presidential retreat, which is, oh my gosh, one of the best things I've ever created. This two day retreat where you come and you work out all your traumas in all five areas of the prosperity pillars. So you get through that money trauma. You get through that health trauma. Yeah. And that's the heaviest one. A lot of times I see that when people are just hurting back pains, stomach pain, high blood pressure, just all kinds of things. And by healing their trauma, knee pain, I've seen that one a lot too. Shoulder, that was my own shoulder, hip. I had those two. And we go deep and we figure it out in those two days. And we do some transformation. Whatever is right for you, it could be with us or it could be with someone else. But I'm always going to go back to heal yourself. If you want a better relationship, then you should be looking inside yourself. You may have remember, you may heard me say that I married my daughter and son-in-law. They asked me to be the officiant. I had to get become a minister. So I had to get ordained and, and do it. And so I wrote some vows because it was really important to me if I was going to do this for me to not just some of the, I did use some of the traditional vows, but I, I added some in there too. And one of the things I said that my daughter still reminds me that they, you know, they try to remember is that you want to focus on being the best partner, not having the best partner. Because in exchange, if both of you are focused on being the best partner, then in turn, you the, then the other one has the best partner. But if you can just focus on you, getting to your best and highest good, you know, clearing the blocks in the way of you getting to your best and highest good. If you can leave behind that which no longer serves you, because it's in the way of your love. And you know, you already said, this is how you feel about your relationship right now. And this is how you want to feel. And if you're going to tame your brain, then a couple of things you want to do is to understand that a lot of you, some of your relationships are there to give you clarity of the, the area, the edges that you want to smooth out about yourself in your life. So they're not always going to be warm and fuzzy. Some of them are going to be a little rough, but that's okay. And, and stop competing. Competing with your partner creates divisiveness. You're a team. You do this together. So you don't have to complain about everything your partner does or doesn't do. You're not the boss of them and you're not the best either. So what if you could just laugh about the thing that they don't do so well? Name it. And put it outside of the relationship so you guys can team together, not compete, not complain, just team together and work on all those challenges. Name them all and put them all outside the relationship because they are not the relationship. You are not your problems, your challenges. Your relationship is not about your problems. Your relationship is separate from your problems. You see, your relationship is not the problem. The problem is the problem. Now, I don't even like to use the word problem, but I'm using it as lack of a better word, easier way for you to understand me. But your relationship is not the problem. Those challenges in your relationship are the problem. So why don't you see them for who they are, what they are, 
and together address them. Now, it's going to take some time. If you've been fighting for a long time, I'm not, you're not about to wave a magic wand and this is all going to be easy and, and breezy, but you can't do it with contempt. That's what I know for sure. You're, you're not going to be contemptuous and fall in love or in like, or even stay in love if you get there. So if you want to know how to stay in love, the answer is to fall in like. Got to like your partner. And it could be the partner you have right now. Now, I get it. I, I'm not against divorce. Sometimes that needs to happen because sometimes you married a person for the wrong reasons. And if you did that, then you do need to let them go and, and they need to let you go. And you guys need to find the people that are right for you as you heal. So, because because if you don't heal, you're just going to attract that same person again. So you might as well heal. So Valentine's Day can be loving and fun for you. And if you didn't already, listen to last year's episode because I talk about how Valentine's Day might be ruining your love life. Like, stop it. This whole thing with Valentine's Day. The only reason that is so important is because you're programmed. So why don't you program yourself to think like you want to think? Program yourself to be yourself. Or you could allow me to program you in the Prosperity Club or in the Presidential Experience Private Retreat. I would love to. Anyways, I'm so glad we had this time together. I hope you found some value in it. You can you can reach out to me. You can tell me your thoughts. You can write a review if you like here. Anyways, whatever you do, come back next week because there's, there's going to be more. I'm really working this year to serve you in a way where I want to do at least two interviews each month. And I want to do two, what I call mini courses. So give you something to walk away with. Now, it's not going to be what I teach exactly in the Prosperity Club or in the Presidential Experience Private Retreat. This is multi-layered. This this whole life transformation is multi-layered, is comprehensive. So I can give you all of this free content and still have a ton of content for you for the real life transformation. Like these tips will help you. They will, they'll adjust. You'll you can take all the free stuff and and you can make a difference in your life. But the biggest, most powerful, most meaningful impact is when you jump into the club or into the presidential experience private retreat. And I can't wait to see you there because that's when we really get to connect and go deep. In the next couple of weeks, I am going to talk about, we're gonna, definitely going to be doing a presidential update. That's probably not going to be for two or three weeks. I am definitely going to talk about as this, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of track COVID. Like, I'm not like, I guess like an anniversary, anniversary of COVID kind of episode. And I'm going to focus on you though. Like, what can you do so that COVID is not taking over your life as much? Like, there's some things that you can't do. You can't control, you know, control the controllable, but I'm going to talk to you about what you do control. And then, yeah, there's just some, some really interesting topics coming up. One of them is about the questions that you ask yourself. And that will probably be next week. Just be here next week and be here the week after that and the week after that and that and then and so on and so on. Okay. I will see you sooner. Thank you for being here, my prosperos. This episode is brought to you by Presidential Lifestyles 
Embracing Wealth Masterclass. Are you juggling making a difference and making money? I've seen so many mission-driven healthcare professionals burn out because they can't seem to find the formula between making a difference and making money. I've found that formula and I'd like to share it with you. And as a mission-driven healthcare professional myself, I've felt that burnout and guilt. And that's why I created Embracing Wealth Masterclass. It's the guide to true wealth without burnout or guilt. I know, imagine falling in love with your life's work. How would that feel? In this masterclass, I'll share with you my three-step formula for breaking through the blocks that keep you from getting to your next level financially. When you join the masterclass, you'll also get a sample financial hypnotherapy session, and I'll answer any questions you have. At the end, I usually do a live coaching session with one lucky attendee. Could be you. All of this is free. So go ahead, register now for our free Embracing Wealth Masterclass. Click the link in the show notes or go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash masterclass. And I'll see you sooner. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, my prosperity pro. I want to stay connected with you. Here are four ways. Pick the one that works best for you if you want to stay connected with me. One, if you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Send them to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. I'd love it if you would make a one or two minute audio message and attach it to an email. That'd be the easiest way for me to get it. Ask me anything about creating a life of meaning over money and I'll get you an answer. Remember the email address is podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. Two, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because you guys might want to have a discussion about it, especially if they're a CEO who wants to shift from the old American dream to a life of meaning. Three, we try not to have any sponsors on this show unless they are truly in line with our values. I mean, really a good fit. So that means we fund this podcast ourselves. I'd like you to take a look at our resource page to see if there's any products or services that we recommend that are right for you. If not, no worries, maybe later. If so, please use our affiliate link to purchase. Thank you in advance for doing that. You are such an amazing person. Okay, four and last. If you want to know what's happening over here at Presidential Lifestyle, and you want us to email you the update, then go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. And you'll see the current updated blog for the week, but you'll also see a link to subscribe to that blog. We can email it to you if you like. That's presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. Don't worry, you don't have to remember that link or any links. They're all in the show notes. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and tell us how much you're enjoying it. And now for the legalese. This podcast is not to replace professional counsel. The best advice is from a professional who knows you and your specific situation. 
the topics discussed in this podcast are general in nature and for informational or entertainment purposes only. We encourage you to meet with a professional that you can discuss your specific situation with. Whether you choose us or someone else, one-on-one counsel is important, whether it's a financial, therapeutic, legal, or other decision. So that's all for now. I'll see you next episode. And remember, you can have wealth in all of its forms. Believe it, and you'll soon see it.